Listening to episode 99 of Around the Half, a Hearthstone podcast brought to you by a couple of guys who go again. As always, I'm Rob Bobson. And I'm Adam. And as on every show, we like to give a special shout out to our patrons whose support helps make this show possible. Louise, Michael, Daniel, and Craptasm. You lot of nuts. If you'd like to join this list of amazing people around the hearth and get some other cool rewards, please check out patreon.com backslash around the hearth. The link will be in the show notes. If you're watching us live and you have Amazon Prime, please consider using your Twitch Prime sub to get some sweet ATH emotes to use in the chat each live stream, which should be every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern. If you can't sub, then followers are always more than welcome. We love the sport all the same. Now, on to our weeks in Hearthstone. Adam, how was it yours? Well, it looks like playing a lot more Hearthstone lately. Uh, I did want to make sure I tried out like the new cards, and I played lots and lots of different decks. I think the only class I didn't really, classes I didn't play were Warlock and Priest. I played every other class though, and I ranked yeah. up a little bit, so that was nice. Um, lately, I've just been playing. Now that things are kind of getting shaked out a little bit, I've been mostly playing Rogue and Druid because uh, I don't feel like sitting in front of the computer for like more than half an that uh, game for more than half an hour playing Control Warrior. So uh, <laughs> I know I know it's the best deck, but I just don't have tons of time. Uh, to be like, I just don't have time to like continuous time to it's like to sit down and do that. Like, I'll play against a control warrior, that's fine. But like, if I can run into a control warrior mirror, I just know that's like going to end badly. Like, it's going to take like an hour or like half, you know, <laughs> at least half an hour to play it out. So then, then I'm averaging like, hour. yeah, then I'm averaging like two uh, two matches an hour, which is not that much. Um, other than that, I didn't play the brawl team because I have just enough gold for the single player content, so I'm saving up. Um, and that was pretty much it for Hearthstone for me this week. Uh, what about you, Robson? Yeah, I, I, I just did a... I only did my free runs in the Brawler scene, but did all right in that. I've mostly just been playing whatever pops up on Twitter. Uh, the only thing I haven't really tried of, like, the good decks so far has been Token Druid. I kind of... I'll get to that when I get bored of the more interesting stuff, but I've been playing a lot of Dragon Control Warrior uh, when I can have the time to play Warrior Mirrors, which is sometimes, because, yeah, minimum half an hour for those. Uh, I run Baleful Banker with Alicia, so it can go very long. Uh, but kind of been playing my new favourite deck, which is our deck of the week. Going to talk about that one in a little bit. It is a... Lot of fun, uh, but yeah, just been jamming a whole lot of new stuff. Um, not really ranking up or down. I think I'm hovering around rank two, three most of the time. So, not taking it too seriously, but having a lot of fun with the expansion. Actually, I so far I like it. <laughs> That's what I am going to say. Yeah, I am enjoying Hearthstone a lot more since. Uh, rotation. There's a lot more yeah. stuff to play with, and I don't have to worry about decks I don't... There are less decks I don't like. 
Yeah, and I do like the the quest they've implemented, which gives you quite a few free packs. So yeah, that's a nice thing for this. That's a nice thing for the start of the expansion for sure. I think I'm on. I haven't. I think I haven't done play a hundred cards yet, so I think I'm on that one now. Yeah, freebies are always good, but that was. Oh, we can ask him. Do we have any game news, Adam? Well, other than that, we're almost one week into the new standard environment. No real game news this week, but we do want to know what decks you uh, you all are playing and what cards you like or dislike. What are some crazy moments you've had? Maybe some you've opened some really cool packs. Uh, let us know on, on our Twitter at, at Around the Hearth, and uh, we'll be sure to check it out and maybe feature it on our show. Oh, speaking of crazy moments, that's something. Uh, oh, that oh, speaking. Oh, so that uh, did. Have, yeah, Robobson is now an internet celebrity. Everyone, so just look out. Yeah, I, I was on Trollden. I did stream a bunch last week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and there was a pretty high rolly moment where my opponent, who was a rogue, played Face Collector, got a Shavala, had played enough spells for Shavala to cost zero, so then played um, Tack, Noswhisker, Shavala, Coin... Torquackle's scheme to shuffle six Shavalas into their deck, so they then got another six Shavalas into their hand, all costing zero. Yeah, we got the yeah, Trolling got some good use to have that Shavala sound on bite on that one. I got ruined, but it was pretty funny, so I'll give him that. Yeah, I think um, it was episode 492, if I'm not mistaken, that it's on. Oh, that was 493. So, 493, yeah. So go check, check that it. out. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, and I'm trying to get to Twitch affiliate, so doing some more of the old streams. Uh, what is your What is your stream so uh, the listeners can check you out if they want? It's twitch.tv slash robots. Oh, what a shock. <laughs> I'm consistent. Twitter, you, Twitch, hey, Discord. Oh, yeah. Robots. I mean, it, it make it easy, that's for sure. Um, yep. no, no game news, but there is a little bit of esports news, I believe. A little bit. Uh, last week we had the Asia Pacific Grandmasters confirmed. Now we have the EU Grandmasters confirmed, bar one, which is odd. I'm not sure why, but Hunter Ace, Psycho, Fino, Yala, Casey, Boar Control, Bosden, Swids, Tice, Pavel, Orange, Calento, Bunny Hopper, Silver Name, RDU are 15 of the EU Grandmasters. There's still a spot, and I don't actually know why there are 16 players. Yeah, well, Maybe... well... Well, it's going to have something to do with it. It Who does, knows? actually. I read an article about this. It said between Viper and A-Numbers, I've just called him affectionately, uh, whichever one of them does better at Worlds is going to get the last spot. Ah, interesting. So even higher stakes for them. Good. But that's really it for eSports News. We still haven't heard anything about Choose Your Championship for Worlds. I'm assuming that's going to be this Wednesday. We're still on the bunny hopper train, by the way. Yes. Yes, we are. But, Adam, card of the week. Ooh, we got a good one last week. Archmage Vargoth. Turns out this guy's really good. I played him in Token Druid, and he just ruins people. He Uh, is real good in Token Druid. Yeah, I didn't really kind of branch out and play him in anything, like, weird, I would say. But uh, he he does a lot of work. Uh, I know my friend Gabe played him in... uh, big kid combo priest and i totally i advised against it because the worst thing you want to do is like throw free divine spirits around on your enemies minions 
Yeah, um, that's so probably not good. Yeah, you, you want to have uh, something which specifies things happening on your side of the board. Yeah, nothing that targets, really. Yeah, so Token Druid, where you just say, give your minions plus one, plus one. When you do that, free. It's pretty good. Or even just making tokens. Like, there's a lot of token casting, you know, token generating spells in that deck, so you can get some extra free tokens. Like, you can go turn four Vargoth, turn three... Uh, in landscaping, in landscaping and a hero power and just have a full board, basically. Yeah, and in wild, pretty nuts. Uh, I, I also played the uh, token druid with Vargoth as kind of my main forays into this, even though I haven't really played all too much token druid. But kind of seen some pretty horrible stuff happening in wild with this guy. Well, there's a lot more spells he can abuse in that format, that's for sure. It was mostly all the spells which were kind of abusing Vargoth for like the last week are just all in wild still. So Big Priest with Vargoth is blah. But also Big Priest has Katrina Muerte now, which is also horrendous. Yeah, that deck's got a... even worse. Yeah. Who would, who would have thought? I think that on the recent Trollden, there's a clip of Katrina Morate doing Katrina Morate things in Wild Big Priest. Just winning the just game. Wins. She can win by herself, yeah. Just constant stream of Katrinas. It's... Oh, I will say this, though. If you're going to play... When you're playing Archmage Vargoth in Token Druid, just make sure if you're going to use Soul of the Forest that you don't have an enormous board so you actually get value out of it. Yeah. Oh, and... In case point that, if you have Vargoth and you play the Mage Quest Reward, you take two turns. That's, That's pretty hilarious. awesome, actually. Yeah. So Vargoth well, has a lot of possibilities, but you know what doesn't have a lot of possibilities? Okay, Adam? so yeah, we had a really good card of the week last week, and uh, every we you know we usually probe the Twitter audience to see uh, what people want us to play with or what card we want to, they want us to feature on card of the week. And everyone was mean this week because this week this car this week's card of the week is Doctor Boom's scheme. It's a four mana warrior spell that says gain one armor, upgrades each turn. This has been touted as the worst card in Hearthstone. Yeah, so um, this was suggested by uh, at the Final Refuge and at Electric Mick HS. So um, we hate you. We we were we were bullied. Yeah, we've got to find a way of playing Dr. Boom's scheme. I mean, you mean I have to put it in my deck? Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Neither do I, man. Neither do uh, I. I. Okay, I mean, I will I will say that I have gotten this card in Thief Rogue from a steal. And I'm like, it was actually, like, the most relevant option at the time. Because I just, like, banked it in my hand until, like, late in the game. And I got a whole bunch of armor. Yeah, there was there has been one game where I've picked this off Fire Tree Witch Doctor and it was good. Yeah, but I uh, just don't think it's worth an include in the deck in a deck is the thing. That's the problem. I absolutely agree, but we're good. We've got to find a way of making this work. We'll so. figure we'll figure it out. We'll we'll come up with something. I don't yeah. know what. I can't even, even begin to ponder what. Yeah. So we'll keep you posted. If you've got a suggestion for another equally awful card of the week that we have to play please, in Please don't. Way, send it into our Twitter at around the half. Um, 
that's where we got this one. We got to suffer for it. If you want to make us suffer. Or, or if you don't, please. Thank you. Or if you want to give us a good card to play with, that's also appreciated. But just give us a shout with whatever card you want us to play with. But now, how about something how about more fun? How about some, yeah, more fun. It's something that involves Maligos and Robinson making a deck with him, which is a thing that happens. Big Mali. <laughs> I, I, I'm all about this deck. So the kind of... It's kind of an iteration on the big shaman archetype that's been floating about recently. It tries to make use of cards which synergize with high-cost, uh, powerful effect cards in your hand or deck to cheat out some powerful abilities, uh, namely Eureka and Muckmorpher. The idea is you run a handful of very powerful minions, so there are just no low rolls on these cards, and this, alongside a control shaman shell, should often be enough to just see off a lot of opponents who can't handle the big power swing turns once you've used your control tools to diminish their resources. However, I thought this kind of deck struggled a lot in the early game against aggro, and relied a bit too much on Muckwarfer high rolls, and found it a bit too hard to stabilize come turn 5. So, instead, went for a Malagos-oriented shell, as the burn spells you run alongside Malagos can be used as either an OTK against some of the slower decks, or as removal versus aggressive decks, who then can't deal with all your mid-range threats, and it's much easier to stabilize. So the Malagos ODK, for those of you who don't know, is Eureka, out of Malagos, then 2 times Lightning Bolt, 2 times Totemic Smash, for exactly 30 damage. Uh, the Eureka is naturally a 2 of, and this is contained within a pretty typical Control Shaman shell, to each of Witch's Brew, which is amazing, by the way. That card is so good. I did have to uh, explain to somebody why I didn't say Echo on it this week, though. It's, yeah, whatever. That's a discussion for another time. So we've got two Witches Brews, two Hexes, Lightning Storms, Hagatha's Schemes, Farsight, Haunting Visions, and Reign of Toads. Reign of Toads in a kind of spell-based Shaman deck is just awesome. As well as Hagatha herself, and of course, Zilliax. It's a control deck. Because this is, tw this is, this is 2019 standard, and Zilliac we're in Zilliax's world. Yes. Now the aforementioned Muck Morphers are a super important part of the deck, so we run two of those. And we only run high impact minions to hit with those in Eureka. We've got Alakir, so that's a charge, divine shield, wind fury on anything uh, you... Charge. Yeah, good old charge. Uh, we've got two times a walking fountain. If you get a five, uh, five mana, four, four with rush, wind fury, and lifesteal, you're often pretty happy with it. Uh, so there's a bit of heal there, a bit of board clear there. We've got Malagos, of course. And two of a card I never thought I'd be running, the Big Bad Archmage. I like that uh, guy a lot now that I've seen him in use. Yeah, it turns out that a 5-mana 4-4 four, four that summons a 6-drop is actually quite good. Uh, I mean, we ran Spiteful Summoner, right? We did. Also, I did want to point out, I think we, we were chatting about this in our, our like little ATH chat with Evil Squirrel. And originally, I think this deck had Big Bad Voodoo in it. And so it had all the Big Bad cards in it. So we originally called this uh, this uh, this deck Big, oh, bad, yeah. uh, Big Bad Shaman. Yeah, that, there were a lot of kind of, I think, more unrefined lists floating around with things like Ancestral Spirits. I saw a Mutate in one list, which I very much disagreed with. Uh, there was Big Bad Voodoo. Like, a lot of kind of very greedy stuff, which would just high roll even higher, but just lose even harder to aggro. So I wanted to make the deck just 
or the archetype just a bit more resilient. And I think this is the way to go. And Big Red Dark Mage is just cool. I, I've liked him very much so far in the deck. Uh, I think I think the, he's a good like secondary win condition. It's just a big thing. Big yeah. dudes, big dudes are good in this kind of deck. So deck code for this will of course be in the comments. Uh, give it a try. Let us know what you think. And if you have a deck that you would like to be like me to doctor work on for the show, make sure to send us in your decks uh, to our Twitter or post them in our Discord. The link for which will also be in the show notes. So that is deck of the week, Adam. And now we didn't really have much in the way of tournament news. Well, we do but... have tournaments, though. They're going all the time. I don't know if you've heard about them. They're called Masters Qualifiers. Yes, indeed. Yes. They're going on well, pretty much 24-7. Just yeah. breaks for Mondays and Tuesdays. Well, right now uh, it's happen. only an NA, I think, right? No, it's, there's five per day, uh, Wednesday to Sunday. So across multiple time zones they're happening. Uh, so it's the only time off is really Monday and Tuesday. Right. So there's been, you know, we we are very in tune with the Twitters, with the uh, with the folks who play in these events. And there's been a lot that people uh, that's been going on with Hearthstone Esports. So that brings us to the main main topic of the show, which we like to call "What's Wrong with Hearthstone Esports." So near the end of 2018, there were many changes announced to the esports landscape of Hearthstone. The intention was for it to be more inclusive to players and make it easier for a person to break into the pro scene of Hearthstone. Well, so far, only a, f a few weeks into the current championship year, only the former is true, and there's been massively high displeasure from the player base for a number of reasons. So in this episode, we want to bring these issues to light and provide some possible solutions for them. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about the very most biggest issue in the room. The biggest issue by far to the online Masters qualifiers is how long they take to play out. Uh, yes. 15 plus, like 15-ish hours is, I think, the normal time at this point. Uh, so the structure of a Masters qualifier is there are seven rounds of Swiss, followed by a single elimination top eight. So all in all, like, r rounds... A round cannot start until the previous round is finished. So what we're talking about is um, ten full rounds of Hearthstone. Yeah. So um, you, which you're basically... can only, which are as long as the single longest match that takes place in each round. Every time. Yes. So, also, we should mention that these uh, online qualifiers have very large numbers of entrants in involved. In 256. Them. That's a very big pool. And a very... And surprisingly, not... I actually looked this up. They could be running... They should be technically running more Swiss rounds, but thankfully they don't. Yep. Then, then we'd be talking about like 18 gonna, hours, 20 that's hours. Which is just insane. And no disrespect to Blizzard, but people just can't put their lives on hold, especially when they have jobs and other things in their day to do. Yeah, um, so if you have a job, you cannot play a Master Qualifier. Like, there, there are qualifiers which start at 5pm on a weekday. They yeah. finish at... They'll, they'll finish at 7am the next day if the 15-hour mark is true. 
Yeah, that's just not possible. It's impossible. You just cannot do it. Yeah, so no single human would do this. Yeah, so if you want to do multiple of these qualifiers, you need to not have a job. Yes. This, like, your job is now Hearthstone, basically, if you plan to play in these long but term. that now, is not a feasible thing to do. But that's not even the... So, but let's say you did decide, okay, I am going to do this. Well, you're probably going to get burned out pretty quickly. And even though that Blizzard made moves to prevent player burnout in competitive, this basically go against, goes against that ideal entirely. Yeah, so the original idea, I think, behind making tournaments matter more than ladder was because players were getting burned out towards the end of every month. On ladder. On ladder. Now, players are getting burned out all of the time. Yeah, so now it, it would be different if it was them just people just getting burnt out on tournaments. Now you're getting burned out everywhere. Burned so, out Wednesday to Sunday if you are continuously trying. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just an insane amount of Hearthstone you have to play if you want to break onto the the esports scene at this point. Um, and there were, the viability and, of that is a whole other thing that we're going to get to in just a second. So stay tuned for that. Sure. Yes. So, so how do you, Robson? How do we? How, how do you think we should fix the, uh, this issue of the esports? Uh, esports. Uh, there are multiple things. So one, like the real big issue, the reason these rounds take so long is because they are entirely dependent on the longest individual match. Players can finish and then be waiting for. The best part of two hours sometimes for one single match to finish. It's often only just one match. And these matches take so long because of specific individual cards. Right. Archivist Alessiana. Coming up to that. That card. So um, specialist so- format, having a ban list is one way to massively reduce... Uh, competition time. Yep. Uh, there's been talk about let's change the format around. I don't think uh, also, you necessarily... Specialist is an awful format, and not using <laughs> it would also be great. It w- yeah, that's the... We'll, we'll touch on that. I think, in my opinion, the answer is just to lessen the number of entries per qualifier and just have more. You... However, you'd have to find a way to limit people to, like, one event per day. Otherwise, players could, like, camp spots in the event. And overlap, and then an overlap in timing would mean, like, people would get free wins when they... Like, I can't play this game I'm playing. I can't play this tournament. I'm playing in the previous one, and my match went long. Kind no, of but that's thing. just what waitlists are for. Uh, like, they already have that you can't be in simultaneous tournaments, or you just get kicked from both. Yeah, I... But I think I think the biggest problem though is 256 entries is just too many. I think. Like, yes. That's that's a cap for like a tour stop. Yeah. Like a typical. Four, four, a- yeah. Four or five entrants. Well, like four or five rounds of Swiss would probably be ideal. Yeah, be, but then, then ideal, they would have yeah. the thing where they'd probably be they'd have too many people qualifying for Vegas. Well, that I have I have a solution to that. Which we'll touch in, in later in another bullet point. But speaking of reasons why tournaments are running long, let's address what you, 
Robson already has the specialist format. First and foremost, this new competitive format has, has recently replaced Conan West, has had a share of growing pains, namely in regards to the popularity of Control Warrior and the mirror scenarios it creates. Yeah, okay, so um, if you have children, cover their ears. Specialist is fucking shit. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty rough. Awful. Uh, they completely screwed it up. It's just bad. Uh, yeah. It's a format yeah. which is, it's in order for specialist to be good, it needs to be to be diverse, to be interesting, to be enjoyable. It needs to take place in a meta, which has no uh, irritating decks whatsoever. That's good. That well, that's tough because that's always a subjective thing. Yeah, it's just awful, really. They, um, like what we were saying before the specialist format was, oh, it's too polarizing. There's Odd Warrior, which takes forever. There's Deathstalk and Rexar, which um, just creates infinite value. Now we have Archivist Aliciana, which um, takes too long. It's just replaced Odd Warrior as taking forever. People have started running as, like, what people with Warrior have started doing or with Control Shaman or just indeed any control deck is you run Archivist Aliciana, then you run Baleful Banker, Youthful Brewmaster, stuff of that nature. So it becomes a competition of not who is better, it's who has more ways of playing more Elysianas, or can we just reach the turn timer? Yeah. So basically, just to give you an idea, Archivist Elysianas is the eight drop that basically shuffles, basically puts 10 cards in your deck. Uh, you can obviously, there are de the decks that use her can more than less abuse her, especially after game one. Uh, for example, Control Warrior, you can add in the, the Youthful Brewmasters and the Baleful Bankers into your already bomb possible bomb warrior shell that includes the augmented elec and we're shuffling a ton of cards away and then recurring Elysiana oh, to our hand uh, elec does not work with Elysiana Elysiana does not shuffle oh it's a replacement it you're right I'm sorry I, I do apologize that's right you're a uh, but uh, but the baleful banker and the and the brewmaster or stuff that is something that is done especially yes. after game one of a control mirror because basically it comes down to well I just need to make sure I have enough value to keep pace and not lose to fatigue and so it the, yeah, the, it yeah, sorry. Yeah, the turn timer is 45 turns for each player. Um, and this will now regularly be at least close to, if not met. Uh, because if you don't draw cards naturally, you have 25 turns, essentially, Um 25, 26, 27, depending on whether you go first or second, if you don't use any card draw. So if you play Elysiana twice with Elysiana and one bounce effect, you have just reached the turn timer without hitting fatigue. It's currently really easy to do. Oh, extremely. I've never seen games go to time so much before. Yeah. So game two and game three of a controlled mirror will regularly hit the turn timer. And that's just so stupid. Yeah, that's very bad. And, uh, and these mirrors are... And that is happening in a tournament structure where... 
rounds take as long as the longest game. When the longest game is one which is going to hit the turn timer in games two and three, what? Like it's yeah, I just uh, what this this format was designed is... by a complete idiot. Yeah, so the, that's one problem with the specialist format. The other one problem, problem is, of many. Of many. The second one is diversity of what players are running in the events, and it's been low to say the least. Why would you not run the very best deck or something that counters the best deck? There are two decks in Specialist format. Well, there are two classes, should we say. There's a lot of variety within the two classes. Um, I say a lot of variety only in like terms of individual card selection, because people haven't quite figured that out yet. But you basically got Rogue and Warrior. I think it's something around 10% in any top eight will be, on average, will be something which is not a rogue or a warrior. Because rogue already has a, a like existing powerful shell which didn't rotate, which is Myra's and Raiding Party. And they've just got loads of tools to run alongside that. And then warrior has either the bomb package, it's got Dr. Boom, which is the single best card in specialist format, because it's such a ridiculous combination of value and tempo with the rushing mechs, that Warrior is just the best slower deck. And you can either go for the bomb route or a more, a more control route, but those are essentially your options. Rush, uh, bomb Warrior, Control Warrior, or tempo e rogue yeah and that's pretty much what you can run if you want to have any good degree of success yeah, and uh, currently that's yeah and it just goes to show that what we were saying before the rotation happened was oh specialist format format will be a lot more diverse after the rotation because there'll be a lot less power level but oh boy we were wrong that was very optimistic because there's always a best deck yeah uh, no, no matter what and now that well, you can't, and now that you can't ban it out, that's a real problem. Yeah, and there's. <sighs> Speaking of bans, so... though, uh, uh, players are actually calling for the ban of Archivist Eliciana uh, in these formats until Blizzard takes action to fix the card. And it's even brought up for the su subject of local events, which I would say, as someone who runs these, like I, I'm actually considering it because I don't have infinite time at the venue to run control mirrors every day. Every yeah. uh, competitive event. Yeah, I am kind of think that like I'm in the top eight of the coin concede listener league in the special for, specialist format, and I've just kind of said that I would really rather just not play specialist format with Archivist Alicia on it. It's just not like I love the card. I like playing on ladder a lot, but in like a competitive format, it's just such a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's just I don't it's want not fun. to play. 40 plus turn games uh, no one does no one does <laughs> three times in one series i'd just rather not <laughs> i just rather not play at all because like the archivist archivist and kind of greatly increases the problem that we had before with odd warrior mirrors where everything is about deck construction and very little about actual lines of play if you have a greedier deck so if one player has 
say, two bounces, and the other player has one. The player with two is almost always going to win, and the rest of the game essentially becomes pointless. When a 40-minute game has essentially become pointless, something is horribly wrong with your game. Right. So, now how are we going to fix the specialist format? Well, honestly, the format... We don't. We fucking bin it. <laughs> well, I think that there's that's one answer, but if they're going to keep doing it, they really need to look at the format and consider po- definitely banning cards within it. Or at it's least just, fixing them in some way. The format is intrinsically bad, is the thing. It's not a... It's kind of like a cop-out sideboard system, which is another issue. It has very little flexibility compared to card games which have the access to proper sideboards. Uh, because you, it's essentially a glorified best of one still uh, you don't you only have three possible available decks to you whereas if you had a 10 card sideboard you would have 10 factorial available decks to you the yeah. amount of flexibility you have is just completely laughable there's not really very much you can do and you're still tied to these predetermined decks which don't vary that much not at all. Yeah. Uh, and obvi- obviously, that the reason that that has happened is because Blizzard or Team 5 have not incorporated any kind of sideboard support before this new competitive format has gone live. Uh, it's a case of the technology has dictated the format rather than the other way around, which is what it ideally should be. Yeah. Otherwise, you just end you up have... with this current situation. Yeah, if you have sideboard, or if you have sideboards in your game, you should have technology to, to make sure that that's something that you, people can use. Uh, yeah, I, it's so not the, really a sideboard. So one other thing I would say that could be done, maybe, and it may sound silly, but other card games have this, and it's called it's called the round timer. That means you have a certain amount of time to finish your match in Swiss before the game goes to time, and then there are turns played out. Uh, everyone, like basically, everyone gets starting with the active, like. In ma- for example, in Magic, if the uh, there are fifty minute round timers for basically every competitive format, even even locals. So if your game goes to time and you haven't finished, if someone isn't uh, like up a game, or they're uh, like if it's one, like say if it's a one one or zero zero scenario, because the games are best of three in Magic, uh, the game goes to time. Whoever's the current player finishes their turn, and then each player get it's it's. Uh, there's five additional turns played out. So then the the opponent, uh, their opponent gets a turn, then they get a turn, then the opponent, and then they get a turn, and then the opponents get a turn. So basically, three if three finished turns each. Uh, so that's something but to be considered. Uh, usually, it's either what the match score is. I think if there is, uh, what if, if it's they... one one? Say uh, if okay. Were, say if you had a round timer and the the game score was one one. And we were in like the middle of a Archivist of Luciana war. Right, so yeah, I'm era. playing you. I'm playing you with Archivist of Luciana. And then there's if it's the Swiss rounds and there's uh, and there's no clear winner, uh, then you uh, then it would go in the Swiss rounds. It would go to a draw in the elimination. I think there's other ways to 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 figure out how the tie is broken in Magic. I can't remember what they are though. 
Yeah. See, I'd agree. Implementing draws and implementing round timers would be a really good thing for these Masters qualifiers. Uh, but it still doesn't address the issue of... Yeah, I think for now the they just need... I just think for now they need to like proactively ban this card until they do something to fix it. Honestly, they yeah. think the archive is Liliana is kind of warping the special. It has broken specialist format. format. Yeah, which is bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's just highlighted a issue with specialist format, which is that it's very susceptible to individual cards and very prone to individual decks being more powerful than anything else we saw that last meta with mid-range hunter now we see it with rogue and warrior that it's specialist is never going to be diverse it always lends itself to simply playing the best deck and there will always be a best deck unless there is a pretty unheard of amount of diversity within hearthstone yeah, so, as we so in an attempt to make things more diverse and give uh, players easier access to competitive by limiting them to only having to use one class at a time, they basically kind of muck things up a bit. I'd say more than uh, a bit. In yeah, completely more completely and utterly screwed it. Uh, so then but the last thing I want to yeah, last thing I want to touch on that needs to be addressed as far as assuming this is. Let's touch on the subject of what's called expected value. So we should probably ex define what that is before going yeah. forward. So expected value means it, I put in a certain amount of time into something, what is the, or money or something, some kind of resource I have, and I sh uh, what is the value from that I can expect to receive from doing that? Um, yeah. So... so currently, rewards for qualifiers, they go up to... Uh, 20 packs for first and second place down to like uh, I think one pack for being in the top 100 or something of Swiss uh, so if you come second in a qualifier you have put in something like 15 hours and got 20 packs so when you when you consider that 20 packs is a I believe that's about $20 in the yeah. store. So that means you made a little over a dollar an hour. Right. That's that's not good. Um, yeah. Um, it's very, very low EV, which is the abbreviated term for expected value. Uh, all must qualifiers uh, have very low EV for said reason the first place is of course you qualify to las vegas or whichever is the next masters tour event but masters tour events are also incredibly low ev right uh, like adam just mentioned you put in a resource that you have and then there is a certain EV that the event will have, and you kind of weigh resource I put in versus resource I am likely to get back in return, and see from there. So Masters Tour events, um, you only win a qualifications place. 
you still need to make your own way to the event, uh, pay for flights, accommodation, any other expenses, food, etc., etc., etc. I think you need a device too. Yeah, man. You probably own a device to play Hearthstone on if you've won a qualifier. Most likely. But so, you need to put in, say, depending on where you are from, how much money you have available, because the biggest deal, I think, when it comes to Masters Tour events is, for Masters qualifiers, the most important resource available to you when it comes to considering EV is time. When it comes to Masters Tours, the most important resource available to you in terms of EV is money. Yeah, if you, you can't need to have like, yeah. money available to you to compete in a Masters Tour event. For a lot of players, that's not possible. Unless they have but, backing of some sort. Well, yeah, so that's the small minority of players who will have someone else pay for them. They're great. They're, they're doing just fine. That's not most people, though. And the, the reason it's such low EV at a Masters Tour event is because these events have a $250,000 prize pool, but it is distributed between the top 33% of players at that event. So 66% of people who put in between, let's say between one and $2,000 will get nothing in return. So 0% EV. Yeah, so you're losing money by attending the tour event. Yes. So having put in many, many hours to qualify via a Masters qualifier, you then can go to a big tournament and then quite likely, in fact, it is more likely than not, you will get no money from that competition. So you are essentially spending a lot of time to and money. win the possibility of losing money. Right. That doesn't sound very good when you explain to somebody like that succinctly. Yes. So um, for some so players, it's they will win a lot of money. A lot of players will lose a lot of money. Yeah, and they'll be very they'll they'll feel very jaded about their effort. Speaking of effort. Even if you do rise to the top portion of it, let's say I, you know, I'm Johnny Card Player. I win the Masters. I win that qualifier. I, I get some money together. I go to uh, I go to uh, go to the uh, championship event, and I, I I place really I I I win I win it, or I place really well. Now, how am I getting into Grandmasters? You want? So you're telling me that all that work was for nothing. <laughs> But I mean, you still got a fair bit of money, but yeah, that's where it ends. Right. Um, so the idea was that at least when they revealed the structure, that you could go from masters to grandmasters very like, like it didn't. It seemed that there was any kind of rigmarole in your way. But even if you do rise <laughs> to the top portion of masters right now, unless you're the number one or number two player, you can't enter grandmasters. There's only two relegation spots. Yeah, and there's three masters tour events, so somebody's winning one and not making it. No matter what. Yeah. That's rough. So, so I, should also mention, I should also mention that there are spots in Grandmasters that are held by people who we don't, we don't believe necessarily deserve to be there. Who haven't played for some period of time. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. So 
The new system, the way the master system works, has created this very kind of regimented divide in between the different tiers. We have master's qualifiers, where you put in time, but the, and time is all you need to compete in those. But then the next level, master's tours, you need to have put in all the time from the previous event and then put in a considerable chunk of money. And then in between master's tours and grandmasters, uh, the main barrier is just the fact that you're probably not going to get into Grandmasters. They've just... They put a wall in front of Grandmasters and said, players who are in this already are just set. And they're going to stay there, most likely. Like, And the majority of players who are not there are going to continue not being there. So what they have done is they've created a system where you can enter Masters Tour Qualifiers and you, but, and you just think, well, I could, but given how much money I need to put in to do the next stage, what's the point? And then you say, well, I could go to a Masters Tour, but I'm still not going to get into Grandmasters, so what's the point? Yeah, it, you're just kind of, it's kind of like, you, you're just, there's just, ro like, they wanted to like pave this road, but the road has all kinds of roadblocks on it. The so, road is made of spikes and fire. Yeah, it's not a road you want uh, you that necessarily you know the brave only the bravest of souls walk the road, or those who have more money than sense. Like so basically, yeah, yeah. I have entered zero masters qualifiers because I literally see no gain from playing them. You're not wrong. A lot of a lot of yeah, there's there's nothing for me in playing them. I I can just buy packs. I don't need to spend fifteen hours to win twenty packs. That's just not a good yeah, investment. I can't afford to go to Las Vegas, so I don't need a qualification spot. And even if I did qualify for Vegas and I had the money, I probably still wouldn't go because there's a good chance I don't win any money. There's zero chance I get into Grandmasters, so what's the gain? Plus, I'd have to play specialist format to do it as well. And that is a whole another thing that I just do not want to do. Yeah, it just doesn't like, sound like like I still we still play the game to have fun, and we don't want this game to be miserably or a chore, or especially work. Yeah, competitive play is right now just a complete chore. Nobody likes the specialist format. It's been a complete disaster in terms of player reaction because literally nobody enjoys it. Uh, like, Last Hero Standing and Conquest had their flaws, but you still have people who kind of would enjoy the format and kind of champion it. Nobody champions Specialist because nobody likes it. it this, this happened even before that rolled out, honestly. Yeah, it's... It's a stupid format. Like, it's eliminated none of the issues that we had before when it comes to, like, long round times, etc. And has just replaced them with significantly more different flaws. Like, we still have the long round times, but now we have much less diversity and just boredom for the most part. Yeah. So, let's touch on... So, now... Let's touch on the topic of how we're going to fix it, get people more EV for their time. Uh, and this is. In the specialist, 
Well, okay. Uh, we're, 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 uh, so, so the main thing that I think, the main suggestion would probably just be everything that they did a couple of months ago in terms of announcement, just bin it. It's bad. Well, that's one way. But let's say they don't want to do that, but we will still want to give players a chance. Uh, but to, they're not yeah. giving players a chance. No, 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 no. A chance to at least get some value from doing this. Uh, one is they definitely need if they're if they're gonna say okay you can come play they should at least at least put me up and help me get out there you don't have to give me the whole thing but I'll take most of this, you know some of it you know the, if you want your best players to show up and feature and you want to feature your you know an esport you need people to show up if they can't physically show up uh you know they won't it's yeah they won't uh so what. You know, it's kind of funny. We're a Hearthstone podcast, yet we've talked about Magic twice today already. Uh, let's look at Magic. Magic uses a Pro Tour points uh, system for events that they do that have, are competitive. So we'll have like what's called a PTQ or a PPTQ, which is basically Pro Tour qualifiers, where you can get point, uh, Pro Tour points to try to make it to the Pro Tour. And lots of people make the Pro Tour. And it, it's always depending on how many points you have, and you have to stay in that point. So those people who are on the pro tour, with a few exceptions, they're always constantly playing. They're playing competitive, and they're get, trying to get points to stay in the pro on the pro and get invited to the pro tours. Uh, so why not create a point system for players where you can at least make it worth your time for playing in these qualifiers, even if you aren't the victor, and then have like a last chance qualifier between a certain number of top point getters. In, in each region at the end of a Masters qualifier season. Yeah, they need to make it so that there is some incentive, like, it's not just a, you only get rewarded for coming first. Obviously, the PAX thing was designed to be that initiative, but that's just bollocks. Nobody yeah. really cares about PAX. Uh, if someone's continuously coming second, PAX don't really matter. Um, you, you need to make it so you get a certain, like, if just placing in a top eight, for example, gets you some kind of way to kind of make it through some kind of secondary qualification stage. Because yep. they kind of, like, both tiers right now are kind of first or bust. There's, no, there's nothing to kind of incentivize people to try and come still come second. It's either you win... Or you lose. Yeah. Uh, sorry, to, to uh, address a message in chat. Yeah, I did mention that there were people who are in the Magic Hall of Fame who get invited to every Pro Tour no matter what. But it's a very a small handful of them. But there's still plenty of spots on the Pro Tour where someone has a, who has a lot of points can't get invited. Yeah. Um, um, the other thing I want to say, and this is maybe just me as, as, as a possible solution... Why don't we have live play qualifiers anymore? Even tavern, just just having tavern hero was was a good way for people to break into uh, competitive. Well, it's because before having the tavern hero and the um, whatever the other one was called uh, challenger, challenger Cup. cups, yeah, because because they were like a sort of best of three. Uh, thing while the main thing was ladder best of five etc so like now having a best of three which is just a bait like which is basically what 
the main format is doesn't make a great deal of sense considering challenger cups and master qualifiers are basically the same thing uh, you right. need to have that contrast so it also it still comes back to just just get rid of um specialist format and yeah, just play so, conquest again yeah specialist just throws a wrench in the whole thing i just don't understand what this system was designed to do uh like it doesn't help new players compete because there's a huge paywall. It doesn't help mid-level pros because the ones who were maybe close to getting to like grandmasters, the ones who were like making playoffs but not kind of making championships, they've just been entirely dipped on. The players who just kind of compete casually who just like playing friendly tournaments, maybe try, maybe kind of make it through a Challenger Cup or a Tavern Hero. They can't do that anymore. Uh, the only people I can see who benefit from the new system are the people in Grandmasters. They exactly. are set. They're fine. Yeah, they don't need to worry at all. They just need to make sure they don't get relegated at this point. Yes. Which is a lot of pressure, but still. They have no pressure, though. There's one relegation spot in 16. That's, like, Grandmasters is ridiculously high EV. Oh, yeah, you you just, just don't be last is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, come 15th and you're still fine. Yeah, <sighs> the whole, I just don't agree with the whole, don't be last slash if you're not first, you're last mentality of the whole esports system. Yeah, like, o- often with like a new format, you can kind of see the demographic that it was aimed at helping. Like Challenger Cups, Tavern Heroes, they had a very clear demographic in mind for who they were trying to benefit. This one, I don't know who it is. I don't think anyone has benefited from this change of system. It's been a completely, complete and utter disaster. They completely cocked it up. Um, no beer around the bush. It's just terrible. And they need to admit that it was a mistake and change it entirely. Because I agree. then they should not keep this system in place for like the next year. And I don't think they will. And it is another issue entirely that they keep changing the system entirely every year. I think they should have built on last last year's system rather than changing it entirely to this yeah. one. Yeah, just try to improve what was already working from last year's as opposed to uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Like, last year's had many flaws. I'm, I'm not going to say it was a great system, but it, there, were, there were good points in it. And I think they could have built on those good points rather than giving us this complete train wreck that is esports right now. So, this is a plea to Hearthstone Esports. Please reevaluate what you're doing. Fix these things. Our, Robobson is sad he can't play, uh, he, uh, that he, you know, him playing competitive is not worth his time. I'm sure you really want to play. Yeah, so, my thoughts on Esports is get your head out your ass and stop being so bloody useless. <laughs> and with that, that concludes the end of our segment on what's wrong with Hearthstone Esports. Yeah, so HSE Sports fill me with rage at the moment. They are... Yeah, th- yeah. Thank, 
we're uh, after the show we're planning to go take a nice you know just wash out all the salt that we currently have regarding this i'm gonna uh, go lie down it's you, gonna get go, you get a light out yeah <laughs> But uh, and thanks for listening to us rant about that. Um, but that is going to be uh, just about a wrap for this week's show. Yep. So thank you everyone for tuning in to hear us rant and rave and make like it, it's annoying really... because we 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 like to try and be constructive, but there's yeah, so and positive, little and positive. positive to talk about with esports right now that it's just okay. It's just crap, whatever. But if you did like what you hear on the show, if you like hearing me angry. Please do go to the links in the show notes to either Podman and iTunes and drop us a review there. There are a whole bunch of ways you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com backslash around the hearth, on Twitch using a Twitch Prime sub, a regular sub or a follow, or by joining the link to our Discord server in the show notes. You can find it on Facebook at facebook.com backslash around the hearth and Twitter at at around the hearth. And you can listen to the show on Spotify, iTunes and Podbean, as well as watching the episodes on our YouTube each week. And with all that, I've been Robobson. And I'm Adam. Reminding you to say hello to a squirrel, and we'll see you around the hearth next week. We'll be less salty, I promise. For sure. <laughs>